Welcome to another episode of Just Elite. I'm your host, Christelle, and with me today is Emma Carey. Emma, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, thanks for taking the time. You had a wonderful season. Your first games appearance as an individual, as a teenager, still eligible to join the teens, but yet you made your debut. Tell us about the overall experience at this year's games. I had the most amazing experience at this year's games. I learned so much, made a lot of mistakes, but I've grown from those a lot more than I've grown from the successes. And looking back on it now, I can just see how it all works together, like how the mistakes teach me and then the successes just keep me so hungry for more. And I wouldn't change anything. I learned so much, lots of highs, lots of lows, but had the most fun ever and can't wait to be back. Emma, what were what was your expectations going into this year's games? Obviously, you've been on top of the podium, you've worn the, the gold around the neck. So in going into your first individual appearance, what were you hoping for? And you know, did did you get what you were wishing for or work for at least? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tried not to set a number goal because I had that at the Granite Games and kind of spent the whole weekend feeling like I was chasing something that was out of my control. Um, I was still in a really good position by the last event, but there were so many times throughout the weekend that I could have done better by focusing on just doing as well as I could do, not necessarily going for one specific spot on the leaderboard. Like there's definitely a time for that, but at the games, I chose to really apply what I learned and just try to do as good as I could possibly do. And I knew that if I maximized everything I was capable of in every workout, I would be happy. And like looking back on it, I am not always the happiest because I did maximize everything I was capable of in almost every workout. And to see that the end result wasn't always what I wanted, that just shows me how much work I have left to do but I love doing the work and I have like 49 or no, like 47 more weeks left to do the work. You're clearly counting the weeks. Do you have like a yeah. calendar at home marking down to the open? Yeah. I think I'm running away from that date. I don't even want to know how many weeks <laughs> it is, but obviously you guys, you know, you're training for, for different reasons. So you, you mentioned the Granite Games, obviously also a phenomenal performance. You said you went in with a number in mind obviously or not obviously tell us what it was was it to win yes I was 100% there to win the granite games really told anyone who would listen because I do believe in making your goals known um I believe in having nothing to fall back on and like it was a goal that scared me and I knew that was okay and I knew that I could do it and it's it's hard to look back on it and see that I could have done it if I would have competed smarter. Um, like, and there's probably several people who feel that way. So it's not just like everybody had a perfect weekend and I didn't have a perfect weekend. I know that we all made mistakes or I mean, I'm sure that we all made mistakes but I just happened to make a lot of them. But I was really in the best possible position where I got to make those mistakes. I got to fail in really big ways and I still got to go to Madison. That worked out so perfectly because every fail at the Granite Games taught me. And I was, I was a much better and smarter competitor at the games because of what happened at the Granite Games. 
And like at the time it hurt so much that I didn't accomplish what I went there to do. But looking back on it, I see that it was perfect and I see that it was exactly what I needed. Yes, and obviously you learn from your mistakes. So the, the mistakes that was made at the Granite Games, how did you guys work on it building up to up to the games? Like how did you your you and your coaches work on those small things to fine-tune going into into Madison? My biggest mistake from the Granite Games that we saw in multiple events was not being adaptable. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from just having competed as a team before. The weights are lighter. You can pretty much go as hard as you can. And of course, there's so much fitness involved. But if you are mentally tough and gritty and just willing to hang on, you will do well. Mm -hmm. And like, that's always what I've counted on. Um, at the Granite Games and Thruster Run event, 50 pound dumbbell thrusters, not just, not, I mean, not crazy heavy, but the round of 18 felt really good. The round of 15, I think I got to like six and I was like, oh, I might fail. But instead of thinking, oh, I'll just do six, five, four, or maybe I can do eight, seven. In my mind, I was going to win this event. And the only way to win was to go unbroken. And I was willing to endure any amount of discomfort in order to win. I was like, I am mentally tough enough to do these dumbbell thrusters unbroken. And then all of a sudden I'm failing dumbbell thrusters. And like had those have been 35 pound dumbbells, I would not have failed. Of course. Um, so it was just, it was such a good learning experience to see that I can't do that anymore. And now like you have to be fit, of course, everybody here is fit, but such a big separator is how you compete. And I worked on that by being aware of my body and training. Um, like, this is funny, but anybody who is in like the group chat of athletes coached by my coach will know that I'm like always like, oh, I'm just gonna go hard. Like, I'm just gonna go as hard as I can and see what happens. And sometimes that's a good strategy, but so, so much more often, especially because I'm training for competition, I need to train how I compete and I need to train to just maximize everything I'm capable of. So it's made me a lot smarter and a lot better listening to my body. Um, I sure was not perfect with that at the games. Like there's a few things I would, I should have done differently, um, but just more learning opportunities. What would you have done differently at the games? There's really two, two moments that stand out to me. And one is the first run and clean ladder ended with a 205 clean. That is 40 pounds less than my max. That's nothing. Like mm. I can snatch 205. I was like, I can run hard and I can clean this. No problem. Um, I ran back in, I was pretty close with the top three. Um, well, I was a little little ways behind the top two, but I was in the top three in my heat. Um, I believe one of the competitors failed at 205. At the same time, I was walking up to it and I was like, this is my shot. And I didn't take the rest I knew I needed. Mm. I failed. Um, I got on it way too quickly again failed again just couldn't stand it up and it's been a long time since that's happened with 205 
uh, I wasn't aware of the clock or anything. So then I went back to chalk up and time just ran out. And I felt like I had done so much wrong in that event. And if I would have just taken maybe an extra five seconds, I could have gotten that 205 clean, no problem. Mm -hmm. um, but I was able to learn from that first clean event to do the second clean event about an hour later with heavier cleans. That one, I believe, went up to 2.30. And I knew it was going to be even more important to listen to my body's cues and not lift before I was ready. Um, and it was so cool to start that event kind of in the back of my heat. And then every single round, like people would fail. I wouldn't fail. Somebody might fail. I wouldn't fail. And then ended up not having just a really high finish in that event, but to feel like this did reflect my best was such a good feeling. And without the mistake I made in the first clean event, that probably wouldn't have happened. And that mistake might have came in the second event and been even more costly. I did another similar thing in the pegboard event, actually failed on the way down because oh, wow. I just could not hang on. I couldn't mm. hang on hard enough to to take the peg out of the hole. Um, that time, like, I think I was second to last, or I was last in my heat, I believe. Um, and I had the opportunity to pass someone by getting up, or I, I felt like just by starting the pegboard before they did, I was going to get a few more points. And I was like, let's go. Um, it did not pay off and like, really, I think I failed that pegboard with about 30 seconds left. I knew there was no way I could run down the floor, get pegs, run back, make the pegboard. Um, so that just to have to stand there and be like, that wasn't Wait a good choice. That was tough. Um, but I mean, stuff like that just happens. And I do believe <laughs> that sometimes you have to take risks. I believe that you can't have success without taking risks and some of them pay mm. off, some of them don't, but you can't always regret the ones that don't. Mm. So Emma, you've got the opportunity to compete against athletes that you most probably have been looking up to, uh, you know, as, as your idols and follow them on Instagram or social media, wherever, whatever social media platform you use because you're still very young and you, this, this is the sport, you know, that you've been doing your whole life. So talk to us about competing amongst these greats, you know, Annie Thoris' daughter, she, she is the face of CrossFit, you know, and um, Tia Clay Toomey won five titles this year. So walking amongst those girls or women, talk to us about that. Um, were there, was there a little bit of butterflies, excitement? Did you get to chat to them between events? I really thought that there would be butterflies meeting these people because um, these are people I have looked up to for so long. Um, but it was really just a mindset shift that's like, even Tia, Tia is so good. Um, but just telling myself she can't beat me just because she's Tia. Like she has to go out there and compete just like I do. Um, and like whenever I compete, I don't care about how old you are. I don't care about how much experience you have. I don't care about what you've done. Like you're just somebody else on the competition floor that I'm aware of while I'm doing the best I can do. Um, so there really was no intimidation like I thought there would be. And it helped that they were all so nice. Like this is just such an amazing community. 
So you've been doing the sport around about the same amount of years that, that I've been doing. And obviously I'm quite much older than you are, but, but how did you get into CrossFit? Um, you know, was your parents involved in a CrossFit box? How did it work? Talk to us. I started CrossFit, let's see, May of 2014, right after I had turned 10. My dad had started just a couple weeks earlier and he would always come home and tell me about the workout. I, of course, didn't understand it, but I would grab like milk jugs, broomsticks, whatever, and I would try to do the workout in our front yard. Um, and one day he was like, hey, come to the kids class. And like, I was a little bit nervous, but didn't, didn't really think a lot about it. And then I got there and it was so different from anything I had ever done in the best possible way. Like I found a fire for discomfort and for challenge that I never knew I had. Um, and like immediately I was like, I want to be the best I can be. And a few weeks later, I went to a local competition just to watch. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, I want to compete someday. And I remember one of the coaches from the gym showing me the CrossFit games. And I was like, no, I want to compete there. I don't want to, I don't just want to be the best I can be. I want the best I can be to be the best in the world. Um, I had no idea what it would take but I knew it was, I knew I was all in, like, I knew it would be hard, didn't know how hard, but I was not scared of that, and I'm still not scared of the amount of pressure and work that that takes, and that's just what I work every day to accomplish. You came second in the open worldwide, you know, that's a very, very big accomplishment, I mean, there's a lot of people that's been doing CrossFit for um, longer than you, but I mean, competing, even the amount of years that, that you've been training, they've been at the games. And I mean, people, they don't even make, you know, come second in the, in the open. Talk to us about the open. You also won 21.2, obviously a very good workout for you. We all saw the video. It went, you know, everybody watched you smash, <laughs> smash that workout. So when you saw that you came second in the world, just after TR, the fittest woman in the world you know how did that feel your coaches and your team and your parents and so on how did you celebrate how was that feeling it felt amazing especially after how the past year had been with COVID this season was unique because at the beginning we didn't know where everyone else was at like of course there were the five who got to go to the ranch but other than that we had not competed in so long but it was such a cool feeling just to all of those months, just to have my head down, working, not posting too much about it, just trusting that what I was doing was the exact thing that I needed to be doing. Mm. Um, I knew I had come so far, but I didn't necessarily know how far until the first open workout, and then the second, and then the third and fourth. And then it was like, okay, I can do amazing things this season. And my goal ever since the 2020 games was canceled for the age groups was to qualify elite this year, just to qualify. And then after the open, I was like, okay, I don't just want to qualify. Um, it was such an amazing feeling, especially the event win. Um, it just, it was just a taste of what's coming. And like, I believe that every success I've had so far has made me so much hungrier for more success. And I always want more. I think that that's one of the best and worst parts about me 
it's like I get a five pound PR, I can be happy for a second. Then it's like, I won't be happy unless I get that 10 pound PR. Mm. And that's something I've worked on, just being happy with where I'm at. Um, but also that is, I think that that trait really drives me to success. Um, that it's like, oh, I've got an event win. Well, next time I don't just want one. Um, and it's, it's so crazy to be able to have these big goals and to be able to believe them like I've never believed them before because I've always had them, but now they're getting close and that's awesome. Yeah, and, you, and you're actually reaching them. I mean, winning yeah. a, an open event, you know, worldwide, it, it's, not, it's not something, you know, to take lightly. Obviously, you worked extremely hard. Now, Emma, some of these athletes that you compete against, this is what they do. This is their job. But you're still at school. Are you homeschooled? Do you attend school? How do you maintain some sort of balance in your life as still as a teenager? Yeah, this is my senior year of high school. Up until this point, I have attended in-person school, um, but this year I've had the amazing opportunity to go virtually. Um, I've loved that. I, I do a lot of work on Sunday, which is my rest day. Um, and then Thursdays, that's just a swim day. That's pretty much like every other waking hour. I just try to get ahead for the week. Um, and that's been awesome because my schedule was so crowded whenever I was actually in school. It was like I was rushing everything and I never felt like I could give my school the effort it deserved. And then I didn't feel like I had the time to give my training what it deserved. Um, I did the best I could do, but now my best is better because of having a slightly different schedule. Um, and I'll be able to graduate in December. I'm taking a, a lot of classes this semester um, so I can do that, but that will really set me up for what I'll be doing next year. Mm. Fantastic. So the opportunity that came along to go virtually, is it because of COVID or did you yourself and your parents discuss that so you'd have more time to spend in the gym? Yeah, um, I think that the opportunity is available because of COVID, but I chose to do it mostly for my schedule flexibility. Mm -hmm. And just so I feel like I can be the best version of myself in all areas of my life and just have more time and effort to give to what I love to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely a great opportunity. Um, less stress, uh, working from home and not, you know, having to, to sit in school and waste time you know with with things yeah. that you could you could actually um be, be training and your your rest you know you should you should be, probably be able to rest more as well you know your downtime yeah with with being at so how, how has your life changed much since the games or since you know since the season started since you know everybody now knows who, who emma Carey is obviously you were well known after you took the gold as a um 15 to 4 a 14 to 15 year old but i mean your life must have completely made a shift from appearing as an individual. Yeah, it really has. I, I know that CrossFit Games made a post to me just a few months back and they called this like my breakout season. And I had never really thought about it like that before because I feel like I've always been here and I've always just been here working. And then to see it pay off, not not in the way I want to yet, like not like I would ever be satisfied just being here now, 
but to see this work start to pay off has definitely changed my life. Um, it's really shown me that this is what I can do for a career, um, but I can't do this at as high of level as I want to do it if I'm not all in. So just seeing success has made me willing to go all in like never before. Um, like really, I used to think I was all in until this year. And then it's like, yeah, now I will actually do absolutely anything it takes to be the best version of myself I can possibly be the next time I step out on the competition floor. And just to see that that's what I want to do gives me such a drive in my training, in my sleep, in my nutrition, in my recovery. It's like everything I can do doesn't feel like a sacrifice. It just feels like a choice that gets me closer to my ultimate goal. So with this year graduating from high school, next year, are you planning on going to university, to college, or is this just, you're going you're gonna to do this for as long as you can and then move on to something else? Definitely the second one. Um, my plan up until this season had always been to go to college, um, you know, continue to compete while I was in college. But this season has showed me that that's not all in like I need to be. Um, so I, not that I will never do college, but this is what I love to do. And I don't think I could ever find anything that makes me feel this way. So I'm going to do this as long as I want to. Um, in January, I will be moving from Missouri to Florida um, to train with my coach and some other brute strength people. So that that's a huge step for me, but that's like my next chapter after mm -hmm. high school. Who will you be staying with? I mean, as, an, as a 17 year old, are you moving in with some of your training partners? How will that look? Um, my mom will be coming oh, for wow. the first, um, about a year. My dad cannot retire until March of 2023 but then we'll all get to be down there together. And I am just so grateful to have their support. Um, like it's, it's so crazy what they do for me and what they do so gladly. Again, just to help me be the best I can be. Um, like even, even when I started CrossFit, started knowing that I wanted to be competitive, my dad was like, you need a home gym. And I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. And then just bit by bit, he starts building me this amazing home gym. I take over his entire shop with gym equipment eventually. <laughs> um, but just, just after the 2019 games, he was like, okay, now what else do you need? And just, he thinks of things that I need that I don't always think about. Um, and it's amazing just all of the opportunities they've given me and especially this one. That's amazing that they're going to, you know, that you guys are going to move together. Obviously they see, they see the potential and your future within the sport and you've proved your, your hard work and amazing that you have the home gym. Obviously you can, you can spend yeah. more time. So talk to me about brute strength. There's a bunch of fantastic athletes on the program. How long have you been, been with them? Yeah, I've been with brute. Let's see, about a year and nine months. Um, it's been the best CrossFit choice I've ever made. 
I wrote my own programming from when I was 12 to when I was 15. Wow. And it worked. It worked for a while. And I was seeing improvements, but I kind of had to take a step back and ask myself, do I really know what I'm doing? Like, I, I am not afraid of doing things I'm bad at. So I would just do a lot of what I was bad at. Like, and that, that's kind of the same mindset I took to the Granite Games when it was like, I'll just be really tough and get through this. And whenever you're writing a training program, you can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to be really tough and do as much as I can do. Mm. I used to think that was the answer. But as I started feeling kind of, kind of burned out and just like I wasn't enjoying it like I used to, wasn't seeing the progress that I wanted to see. I knew I needed to get stronger and I've been trying for so long and hadn't really gotten stronger. I knew I needed help. I had met Nick Fowler at the Granite Games in 2019 and he told me there and at the games in 2019, like anytime you need anything, just reach out. And I was like, oh, okay. Thinking like this is working great for me. And then I just got to the point where I was like, I need help. Like I've needed help for a long time, but I'm finally, finally strong enough to admit it and give up the control to someone who does know what they're doing. So Nick introduced me to Matt and I have made so many amazing improvements since then. Like strength does not limit me anymore. Like now it's a lot of times one of my best finishes. And I honestly never believed I could get to that point. And get to this point and not be satisfied, like get to this point and we're still working so hard on getting stronger and getting better in all aspects. Um, like I, I just used to think that I needed to be strong enough, but this would maybe always be something that limited me. And now looking back on it, I'm like, I don't know why I ever believed that. I want to be the best in all aspects like I don't when, whenever I win I don't want it to be close like I want it to be dominant and and I believe that Matt knows what I need to get there and I trust it and even even though sometimes I'm like I just want to do more I always know the why behind things and that really helps me it's just been like the best choice that I've ever made. And I'm still seeing improvements from it. It's not like I just saw improvements when I started following the program and now they've kind of leveled off. Like if anything, I feel like these improvements are speeding up and it's just been amazing. Yeah, and that's obviously gonna be, you know, you're gonna see bigger improvements now that you're gonna be in person with him um, come, come January. So Emma, with, with being in the public eye, specifically with social media and, and being a teenager, talk to us about, you know, the, the, the good and the bad being in the public eye at, 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 such, at such a young age and, you know, being a, a top athlete. Have you experienced any negative feedback or negative comments or, you know, things that you're not necessarily comfortable with with, with social media? Yes, definitely. Um... But it's like, I might receive one negative comment or message for a hundred positive comments I get. 
And that's what makes it just so worth it. Like I get to feel like I inspire people. And especially at this year's games, I just realized that I have always looked up to the elite women and now I get to be one of them. Like I get to be a role model and that is something I would never take lightly. And I don't know how many people are watching, but I wanna be the best I can be for all of them who are. Um, it's so, it just fills me up so much getting positive messages from people just, just about how I inspire them. It, it inspires me just mm -hmm. to be the best I can be for myself and for them too. The negative messages are usually from people who don't, don't follow CrossFit even. Um, and so rarely is it negative towards me. Like it's usually negative towards the sport and it's like, you know, you can have your opinion, I can have mine. And that doesn't mean you need to tell me your opinion, but you did. So I'm just not gonna tell you, like mm. just delete it, move on. And it's been, it's been awesome having this platform just to try to bring the most light to the world that I can. And I understand that there's just gonna be a few negative people along the way. And when you when you were still attending in-person school, how was the reaction of your classmates, your teachers, you know, how was the support from them? I got a lot of support from classmates and teachers. And I think that the coolest part was that nobody really understood what I did, but they always asked about it and they always wanted to understand. And I feel like so much of it you can't understand until you actually see it and you're actually in it. But just people who, like, I think it makes it more special that they support me and don't really know what I do, but they think it's awesome. Um, I, I come from a pretty small town, so I just feel like I have a lot of support here. Wonderful. That's so good to hear. So for the off-season, how's training looking? Are you, are you back into semi-training after the games? Um, are you enjoying the off season? I know you like to push hard and enjoy the pain, but you know we all your body needs to rest for the for the upcoming open. So what is this what does this next few months look like for you? Yeah, um, I I have set really clear priorities with Matt. Um, we did so I had a week off after the games, then kind of a get back into it week, and then we did two weeks of testing. Um, we got so much good data there. Plus at the games, at the Granite Games, we know the work that needs to be done. And like, I might feel like we need to just jump back into the specific movements that limited me. Um, but Matt sees like, no, right now we need to do pulling strength and then we might work more on speed and then we can work on the actual movement. So it's been hard to kind of kind of take a step back, but I know that this step back will help me take a lot of steps forward. Mm -hmm. And we're still working very hard. I believe there's 55 days until the Rogue Invitational. Um, we're not training for the Rogue Invitational, like we are training for the 2022 CrossFit Games. Um, but I believe that like what I'm doing now and the improvements I'm making now and have already made since the games will help me in really great ways at the Rogue Invitational. And just having more competition experience, that's something that I still have really big goals for. 
I think it's so amazing that everybody at the Rogue Invitational, like every single athlete who beat me at the CrossFit Games will be at the Rogue Invitational. And that's amazing. Like this is round two. This is another chance to see where I'm at a few months later. So training, it's still just my absolute best effort. And especially thinking about that, like just just the joy of having another opportunity to compete that's been pushing me so hard. Um, but it is so important also to know, know that this is not always the time to just go as hard as I can go and get to failure. Um, this is the time that we're building. And I have so much confidence that we're building something really great. Tell us about, you You posted a picture of the Rogue Invitational invite that you got. That moment that you opened it, I mean, it's it's such a legendary competition and, you know, only the best get to compete there. So when you got that in the mail, what, what emotions did you feel? <clears throat> oh, just so much joy. And like, at first I was just happy because um, I love to compete. And then second, I was hungry because it's like, this is another opportunity to show how hard I've been working. Um, like there are not many opportunities throughout the season just to compete with the best. Um, and every time I compete with the best, I believe that I'm getting closer to becoming the best because that's always the goal. And like every, every I mean, it's good to just be around them and to see how fast they can go in certain areas, um, kind of like the rope climb event at the games. I thought I was great at rope climbs. And then I think everybody had finished four and I was like two and a half. And I was like, I need to rope climb faster in training. I didn't even know it was possible to go that fast, but now I know. And now I know the work that needs to be done. And like, that's the work I'm doing now. And I just have so much hunger to show it off at the Rogue Invitational. And I think, I think the other big emotion when I opened that invite was just gratitude. Um, it's so amazing that I'm doing what I love and that what I love I'm able to do at the highest level because I've had, I've had some other things in my life that I've liked, but I haven't loved them enough to take them to this level. And now it's like, I'm doing exactly what I want to do. I'm exactly where I need to be. And I'm just so grateful for that, even though I'm not exactly where I want to be yet. Other than CrossFit, what other hobbies do you have? Do you have like some other talent, unknown talent that you have secretly hiding or what other <laughs> hobbies do you have? Do you spend your time with anything else? Um, I love to read. That is, that's kind of like my unwind thing between training sessions, after training sessions. Um, before I got competitive in CrossFit, I also loved dog training. Oh, I have wow. a dog Jim. He's an Australian, I know it's so random, but Jim's an Australian shepherd and he knows about 130 tricks <laughs> that I taught him. Let's see, I think whenever I was like probably nine to 14-ish, um, I just watched YouTube videos about dog training and I was like, we can do that. Um, I think my favorite trick is where I will sneeze, he'll grab a tissue or I'll, I mean, it's a fake sneeze, but I'll fake sneeze. He grabs a tissue. 
I'll pretend to blow my nose, give him the tissue, and then he'll throw it away. That is amazing. I can't believe this is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we don't do just a lot of that anymore, but that was something I've been passionate about. Always loved animals, used to want to be a vet. Um, but then I see I as as passionate as I can be about one thing like here came CrossFit and it just unlocked a level of passion that I didn't even know I had. Well, 130 tricks is quite a lot of tricks. Do you have yeah. a list of these tricks and please take a video and show it to me because this is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, how old is your dog now? Jim, you said his name. Ten. Yeah. That is, that is very cute. Please send me a video. I would love to see these tricks. So um, Emma, the dog trainer, also a professional crossfitter. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting, interesting resume. Emma, if, if any of our listeners and the people watching on YouTube would like to follow you on Instagram or social media, wherever you are active and see your, your dog training tricks, where can they follow you? My Instagram is at Emma Carey and Carey has two Ys because the other one was taken and I was like, let's just go for this. Um, I... This is kind of embarrassing and I don't know if anyone would want to see it, but I used to post my dog trick videos on YouTube. Um, so I think I have Jim's 102 dog tricks and it's like 15 minutes long on YouTube. Um, I'm, and my channel, I'm going yeah. to watch that. <laughs> and my channel is just my name. Um, I, I've never been just really active on any social media, but I'm trying to do a better job of sharing the highs and lows with people. Um, Cause it's easy. It's easy to look at the people you admire and just think they have it all together. And then you get to that level and you're like, wow, we really, we are not perfect. Like we don't always have it all together. Um, and I think it's so important to inspire people by letting them see that side too. Absolutely. Well, Emma, we're looking forward to seeing you at the Rogue Invitational. That's the next um, big competition around the corner. And congratulations. And of course, the, the next season is, is also around the corner. The Open, you said how many weeks. I'm trying to forget. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> training's not going well, but we'll get back into it. But um, yeah, looking forward. And thanks so much for taking the time. And really excited to see not just what you do in the next season, but your whole career. I mean, it was your rookie year, phenomenal performance. And we can see you hungry and you're putting in the work. And of course, moving to a new town with your coaches, that's going to be a big step as well. So good luck with, with everything that's, that's uh, ahead. Thank you. It's such an exciting future. Thanks for listening to another episode of Just Elite. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and please, please, please leave a comment.